Hi there and welcome to episode 221 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and get the results they want from the words they write. I've just had a really nice coaching session, a three-hour coaching session with um, uh, with a client called James, a lovely man uh, who I met uh, recently, um, who works for an organisation that I've been connected with for eight or nine, maybe even ten years, actually. And um, we were, I was coaching him on his writing. And um, I I never really know how these sessions are going to go, and I'm I'm always led and guided by you know the coachee rather than me kind of imposing my own agenda on the session. And I'm 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 really glad I did that because I think it worked out brilliantly. We ended up um, talking initially about planning, but James admitted that that he paid lip service to planning, but never really does it, not in any systematic way. So I spend a little bit of, I spend a few minutes talking about, or we, we spend a few minutes discussing the benefits of planning, which I talk about in my workshop, and, um, and how much time to spend planning as a proportion of the whole amount of time that you're going to spend on the, on the communication, uh, whatever it is. And obviously within, within planning is structure, and so we started looking at an email that he'd written, a cold email, to somebody who doesn't know him from a bar of soap, a, a fi- the finance director of um, a family-owned business. And we were looking at the at the structure of it, and it was really the most, I mean, not, you know, on his own admission, it was a really kind of incoherent, very muddled piece of writing. And he admitted to me, you know, that... He'd cobbled it together, he'd copied and pasted different bits from different sort of, you know, old emails and thinking, oh, well, that's a nice phrase, let's chuck that in there. And, oh, yeah, I should probably say that, so, I mean, you know, let's throw that in there. And, or we mustn't forget this bit. And it really was the original email that he sent me to look at was just a hodgepodge of, of, different, of different sort of elements, that there was no in- internal coherence. It didn't hang together. It was long as well. It was wordy. It was long. And I, you know, I told him straight that, listen, James, I think the the chances of these emails being read, let alone being open, but being open, let alone being read by somebody who doesn't know you from a bar of soap is, is really low. And he confided in me that he'd received um, zero engagement uh, from his recent emails. So we, we looked at the email and I asked him uh, a bit about, you know, I, I asked him to tell me what he knew about the, the reader, uh, who's the, the, as I say, the finance director of a, of a business. And we together we rewrote the email and we ended up, even though I say so myself, with a really, a really powerful, a shorter, punchier, crisper, more engaging, more interesting, better written email, um, which he was absolutely delighted with. So I just want to share with you a couple of the things. I mean, we did a lot of things. Uh, we made a lot of changes to his original, but a couple of things that, that, that we did. 
is that, and then, you know, I bang on about this all the time, we made the writing more conversational. So rather than, you know, he had previously felt the need to very, to use very kind of long, convoluted sentences and constructions in order to impress the reader. So I encouraged him to come down a level in terms of register and make it more conversational. Uh, and also to grab the reader's attention in paragraph one, and in fact, ideally in line one, with the magic words, you or your. So rather than, I mean, in the original, he'd written, um, Dear Jane, even with the best processes and in-house procurement team, we find organisations like yours has inefficiencies in their overheads. Well, he's starting off, that, that was the original, he's starting off by, with a sort of semi-accusatory tone. And what we changed that to was something much more engaging, which was the opening paragraph, Dear Jane, as the finance director of ABC Limited, you will know better than me the impact of spiralling inflation. As we move into 2022, rates are forecast to hit at least 5%. And then because we wanted to, to relate that, that one issue to a second issue, which is unrealised savings in her, in her overheads, uh, we did a carriage return, new paragraph, on top of spiralling inflation, my guess is that ABC Limited might be facing another issue, dash, unrealised savings in your overheads. And then in the, in the body of the, the email, we went on to, to what I call agitate the problem. So to tease out and flesh out the implications for Jane of not addressing this double whammy challenge of inflation, spiralling inflation and uh, inefficiencies in her overheads. And then we ended uh, with a much friendlier call to action, which ran to the effect, if any of this resonates with you, would you value a chat within the next couple of weeks? Question mark. I see this not as a sales call, but merely as a way of finding out, of you finding out more about me and my organisation. Best wishes and thanks, James. So we've, you know, we, we, we haven't lost any professionalism, whatever that word means, but we have made it much more engaging, more human uh, and, and more appealing. And um, we've just done some very simple things like making the tone of voice more conversational, um, making the language uh, more straightforward and giving it a much, much clearer structure. The other thing I just want to mention as well, which is uh, something that came up in the beginning of my session with James, um, and a very interesting insight, which is James used to be the chief financial officer of multi-million pound organisations in the public sector. So he was, as he said to me this morning, he, he said, I'm used to people reading my emails because I was the boss. You know, I was the most senior person. They had to read my emails, no matter how crap they were. And he said, I realize that's the old world. And I'm now in a new world where I'm no longer the CFO. I'm running my own business and I need to persuade people to open my emails and read them and then take action. So I'm, I'm operating in a very new world, in a very different world. And that for him, I think, was quite a profound insight and brought about a shift in mindset.
that will undoubtedly improve his writing. So I'm going to leave it there for now. I hope that's been of interest and I'll see you shortly for episode 222. Thanks for listening. Bye now.